Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. I'm Jeff. Hello, I'm Aurora. And I'm Lumine. <laughs> and uh, this week we are discussing Series 10, Episode 5, Oxygen by Jamie Matheson. Um... This episode's good. It's very good. It's it's incredibly good, in fact. In fact, it was so good that I'm almost 90% certain that 15-year-old us watching this probably would have called it based, even. I currently call it based. I do, too. It's incredible like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like... So obviously there's the capitalism angle, right? It's it's very obvious. It's front and center. It's the entire crux of the episode. But before we even get to that point, like, um, just, it's so good in the first, like, I'd say half of it or so. It's just really good about, just making the cold, harsh, insurvivableness of space scary in a way that I don't think it really has been in any of New Doctor Who. I, yeah, the, I really love the cold open here. I, I don't think there's... When was the last cold open like that? I don't know. I don't know. It just makes me think of the one from Listen, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As just sort of like a conceptual staging point for the type of horror that this episode is going to be playing with. Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, Yeah, just like you you know, you have the opening lecture. And then like even though there are suit zombies walking around it really feels like a a disaster movie level of like they are fighting against not even it's not even malevolent it is just the coldness and utter uncaring nature of the black void of space that just feels super super well executed um, and I was just loving, loving that first bit when it's really all on that. Yeah, that's where we get that sort of grounded take on anything regarding space. It's, it is Doctor Who after all. Um, hi there, Flux. Um, yeah. so, no, that's, that's really nice. And to also have, yeah, the... The enemy is purely, like, the natural environment, but also, in a way, like, that's not really the main, like, point of attack. It's all, like, systematic critique, um, which basically boils down to the doctor dunking on capitalism for, um, roughly, like, not the entire 45 minutes, but it, it, it feels that good. So. He has a good, like, straight two-minute speech of 
explicitly saying this is capitalism's fault. Yes. <laughs> very, Unless it's very Space stupid. Amazon. Yeah, I was I was going to say if this was a Chibnall episode, it would just be that the company wasn't the problem. It was the AI system that they were using that went haywire. Yeah, and I I think the reason, you know, <clears throat> because there's sort of a, a double thematic level here between like the the impersonal coldness of the space and the impersonal coldness of corporate algorithms. Um, neither of which take the survivability of humans within it into consideration. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, I, I remembered it being good, but I didn't expect it to be this good. It's just so, so fucking good. Um, and also, like... So there's the, um, as I mentioned, the, the space angle to it, but there's also an angle to it of like playing into how fucking terrified Bill is in a way that doesn't really like, it doesn't really feel like they've ever leaned that hard into something like that with any of the other companions. They just kind of go on with business as usual and sure there will be the the horror moments or the the chase scenes or something, but not anything quite like this. Yeah. The the thing it immediately brought me back to is um that one like sort of prolonged sequence in deep breath where Clara is like on her own and you sort of feel with her character for the very first time this sense of like real terror and tension. And that's ultimately, I think, what sells the rest of this story for me, is that you can have, like, a quote-unquote, like, terrifying setting all you want. You can have all the political thematics you want, whether they're based or not. It's, like, it's still not going to make a good story if you don't, like, center that tension and, like, the care for the characters there. And... This episode nails that. <laughs> yeah. So. Absolutely. And in like the other thing that I was thinking about too is how how it handles consequence in a way that like even though let's let's set aside for a moment how the blind angle is eventually uh resolved in in Monk's trilogy. Um, and just, just, just set aside for now the fact that, you know, it's resolved in a way that I think is pretty unsatisfying, um, and kind of a cop-out, but just in the context of this episode, right, I, I think it's really cool how there's an actual gen like they managed to pull through but there is still like a genuine hard consequence for their actions and you know while i would I, like i while the doctor did the right thing with staying i think it's it's interesting noticing that this is like you know they have the opportunity to leave and the doctor's like no we're not going to leave we have a duty to save these people and he's right but 
he does suffer consequences for it, which is he loses his sight. Yeah, there's a cost for it, and um, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard the like. I was about to say deafness. That's not what happens. The uh, the blindness be like, oh, it's disability is punishment, or you know, it's it's problematic to make a character like blind, um, or it's you know. When we get to the monk thing, it's it's problematic to cure it, and it's just, I understand just practically why they wouldn't do the entire rest of the series this way. As much as cool as that could have been to like <laughs> keep around, no, yeah, I I do get it, um, and I think I probably would have liked that more, um, but yeah, in in terms of like just looking at this story in isolation, I do think. That's good. Not because, like, blindness is a punishment. It's just... It's... it's It lends a type of vulnerability to the doctor that, like... Obviously, no doctor would be, like, happy with that, but I think 12 especially, that, like, that gets to him, I think, very noticeably in the last scene. Yeah. Um, Even though he's, like, willing to do it for Bill... Like, there, there isn't any regret there, but there's still that, like, vulnerability, which I think adds an interesting dimension to his character for the amount of time that we have it. Yeah. Um, and I think it would have, yes, it would have potentially created some difficulties with writing the rest of the series, and I, I do understand that but i think as a daring venture i think it would be you know i think it would be interesting to kind of have this section of doctor who be have more like there's this really tantalizing idea here of finally actually this show having genuine consequences and admittedly the blindness would have gone away when he regenerated anyways which you know that's that's fine sure um, but, you know, it's the same thing of, like, Clara, how, I mean, he does discourage her from it, but the fact of the matter is, is that Clara basically starts emulating the Doctor and dies because of it. Yeah. We finally see he's more durable than humans, as he's said, but he's not invincible what he did would have killed bill or any human um but he still can't just walk away like it's david tennant absorbing radiation yeah in a hospital (laughs) yeah absolutely um yeah um (laughs) what what are your guys's thoughts on the uh the fucking when when the uh the blue guy gets introduced and there's just i love that i thought it was so funny i don't know i could see what i could see why some people might like take issue with it i just thought it was funny like i think it's a fun little inversion and it's just like i feel like it's a pretty harmless joke especially just like them being cringe about it and then like nardles little some of my friends a bluish line which okay 
To Which be is fair, even now knowing after what the I do, that, yeah. after the shit that Lucas has gotten into, I was about to say, now knowing that Matt Lucas is a genuine racist, I'm a little bit, I'm not as keen on that line. But I think in the context, it's fine. And like Bill's line of like, oh well, usually I'm on the other end of this, and he's like, why? Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then her asking him how to pronounce his name, and then he's just like. He just corrects her, and he's just so fed up with this shit. And yeah. she's like obviously very embarrassed about it because she knows about like yeah she she gets it yeah yeah I think you can do like this isn't really edgy, but like you can do that kind of humor without it. Like it's obviously not like trying to be mean spirited. <laughs> it's trying to be like hey, this is funny, but also like isn't this kind of like representative of something real that's kind of sad like yeah it, yeah. it was fine yeah uh still still more racially sensitive than than the b movie that's my hot take yeah 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 you're probably right on that one um <laughs> yeah and it 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 feels like it's you know it's it's a structure of doctor who that's been done a lot before and isn't new or anything but just how it is executed and how much more they play into the horror angle and all of that stuff is just super super cool um yeah Mhm. Mm yeah it's i mean we the the anti-capitalism rant is obvious like pr i wouldn't say famous at this point it, it's well it's a well-known feature of the episode but it's like when you look back at like scenarios like this of like oh we're from a company and we're doing this in space it's almost always like i don't want to say like star trek and how that's just kind of like waved off and it's just like okay we're here on this base and there's space people and the problem has like nothing to do with why they're there yeah or like it's just it's just like an an appreciative i'm appreciative of the new angle they went to like tackle what could be considered a very familiar story of like okay there's a base yeah there's a problem there's an ai that's malfunctioning for whatever reason and they never explain why they never explain that it has to do with cost it's just like quote unquote become bad like you could very easily do that and you could have still kept like bill <laughs> having that tension um the doctor going blind um nardle's questionable bluish microaggressions like you yeah. could have done all of that um but yeah this it went the extra mile I, I do find it very funny that Jamie Matheson once said on, like, this, like, fan show that he was worried it would turn out too political due to its blatant anti-capitalist themes. And I'm like, my guy, you're already there. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. It's too late <laughs> to worry about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to... Uh... So, again... Matt Lucas having a gamer moment aside, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's nice that uh, Nardle is finally like actually a part of the episode. Um, yes. and, uh, manages to have good banter. And also I love the bit at the beginning where he's like, yeah, I took this part. So you can't fly the TARDIS. And he's like, yeah, who told you that taking that part would mean that you can't fly the TARDIS. And he's like, you, and he's like, yeah, lol. Fuck you. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Their chemistry remains good. Yeah. No, it is. It's a great, great fucking TARDIS team. And I'm forever mad that we only got one season of it. It's like, you know, people give the, uh, the, uh, Chibnall TARDIS teams flack for being too big. And, yeah, okay, maybe adding one additional character was a bit too much, but, like, you can do a three-person TARDIS team and have it actually be good and interesting. You just have to be willing to actually do character writing. I do like the solution that... that they come up with the, the problem, because, again, it could be very easy to, like, do a, like... A classic Star Trek, we're gonna techno babble our way out of this shit. Like our lives depend on it. But instead, they kind of do that. But it's also like a very logical thing of like, well, okay, I just made it, I just changed the scenario of things so that killing them would be more expensive than keeping them alive. And it's just like, wow, that's dark. But also, that's like genuinely like creative. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a good logical progression in this episode. Um, I never feel like they're trying to bullshit the scenario. It's always pretty consistent. Yeah. You know, I think Bill's thing of like, oh, it doesn't kill her because her battery was low is a little contrived because like, yeah, was everyone yeah. else on full battery? But yeah. it, it's like, whatever, I can excuse it. And just like, well, why didn't the doctor just, like, say that is explained pretty well. Like, yeah, the suits would have heard it, and we already saw that they, they're good at using that information. So I, I think there's a good, like, progression there that all makes sense, and, and it, it lends credibility for why that dramatic tension was allowed to be there. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I do like the episode. I think it just slightly stretches it near the end but like not enough to really annoy me it's just like okay that's a bit of a stretch to get you out of here but whatever yeah it's a it's a stretch and not hey deus ex random space mineral that solves all my problems yeah Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and <laughs> no, honestly, well, actually, no, I was, I was going to say, I, I do like, I really like that, uh, Bill's like, does that really work going and, and talking to the, registering a complaint uh and i think it's really funny and telling uh that actually 
what happens isn't the corporation being better because a complaint was lodged. It's because six months later there is a revolution and they are overthrown. Yeah, <laughs> that was sort of just like a hand wave. It's just like, yeah, capitalism ended right there. Exactly. We just happened to like come to the end of capitalism. God, I wish. <clears throat> oh, so well. true. <laughs> um. Speaking of being at the end of things, guess what, guys? On the day that we are recording this, Saturday, October 2022, 24 hours remain before Chibnall's finally fucking gone. And we can shut really? up about it. Yes, the last episode airs tomorrow. I was... A, fuck, I can't remember a cheer song, but yay? Yeah. <laughs> It's almost over. I'm going to watch it tomorrow pretty much just to see what happens at the end. I don't even really care about anything that happens in the episode proper. Basically, what I what I also find funny about this aligning of events is that you know what also is out tomorrow? What? Is the season finale of House of the Dragon, <laughs> which has been doing gangbuster numbers and good for Matt Smith cuz he looks he hasn't yeah. had a good for he Matt hasn't had Smith, a role this he good. He looks really fucking stupid in it. He he does. He's there's one episode where he has like short doctor hair and okay. I kind of wish they kept him in it. Yeah, um, they should have done that. <laughs> because every other time it's been like longer hair, which I guess, you know, Targaryens, whatever he the fuck. He looks like but... he's cosplaying Geralt. You're you're not <laughs> you're not wrong. Um but he's it's it's sad that in a show like that Matt like where Matt Smith's character is like this like quasi like actually I I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word on Spotify. Um go bad ahead, person go ahead. toward I can, I can edit it out if it's a problem. <laughs> uh person who like pseudo grooms his niece. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Targaryen. And, yeah, yeah, and and then kills his wife. It's it's sad that he's one of the better Targaryens in this show. That's really sad. Um, but yeah, he's done this an is amazing why I job don't in watch that. Game of Thrones. Yeah, the, fair point. Um, so yeah, it's just funny to me that like that's gonna be going head to head, and because of the abysmal marketing of of this final episode. I'm, you know, plus House of Dragon, I'm not going to be surprised if this doesn't do great numbers at all. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, it's sad, but yeah, I'm going to be watching basically exclusively for, like, the end. I've kind of given up hope, as as long as they don't kill off Yaz. That would be really funny, though. It would, but it would, Yeah. I can't deny that anymore. It would be funny. But yeah, it's timing in life can be funny sometimes. Or um, it's it's like the 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 two routes. It's it's that meme of the kid standing at the crossroads. Um and one is Yaz dies and then two is Yaz leaves and then immediately arrests someone for an extremely small misdemeanor. <laughs> Except, okay, 
<laughs> or they just don't pretend they just pretend that the cop thing never happened because they haven't brought it up they just yeah, pretend that it i don't think it's happen. been i don't think it's been part of a story since um that episode that i defend that's like about depression and mental can health you, can you hear me i think yeah i think i think that's it yeah i i like that episode for what it's worth but yeah i don't think it's come up since then yeah, um, I don't think it has because it's like the reason the reason that Yaz joined the cop is because she met one joined the cops is because she met one of the good ones, and I guess that's all it takes these <laughs> yeah. days. Thank you, Chris Chibnall. Yeah, um, more like crib shitnall, cr uh, crap shitnall. There, I got there. Good job. Um, Nailed it. Well, anyways, um, do you guys still have anything more to say on, um, on oxygen? Um, I think I cover, oh, I, I wonder if the effect on the doctor's eyes is like a contact or like digital. Looks like it might be kind of both, almost. Yeah, because I, like, I checked the wiki when I was watching this, and they said, like, oh, a couple of scenes that were, like, shown in the trailer are of him, like, during when he's blind, and they, like, digitally, like, made his eyes normal. The so Metal I'm, like, Gear approach! Let's go! Exactly. Um, I made it the fuck up. No, um... So, yeah, that that was just interesting i i'd be curious i might look after this to see if there's like any interviews of like him like what it's like to like play blind because i've only really heard that from um charlie cox the uh, daredevil actor and i know there's like some unique challenges that come along with that yeah um yeah i think that's it for me okay it's a good episode. Yeah, it's a re mm -hmm. it's a real good episode. Um Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh moving on to ratings. Yeah, I mean, as evidenced by the fact that this is going to be another like 30 to 35 minute episode. Um it's just really, really good in a way where it's like, I don't, we, there isn't really that much to go in super nitty gritty on. It's just, it's honestly, I feel like it might be like taking aside, you know, big special event, like Heaven Sent is an event episode. It's part of a finale. It's, it's big, it's special. It has significance in terms of just like, a normal episode this might be the best one that we've watched since like i'd say maybe even like the girl who waited it's really really good it's 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 one of the best episodes we've talked about on this show i think mm-hmm uh, yeah, yeah, I'd give it, I'd give it a, you know, solid, solid S tier. Hmm. 
yeah. Um, this is definitely a step up in quality from last week. Not that last week, um, not that last episode, I should rather say, um, was bad. It was just kind of, he, here, here's a, here, here, here's a rather like tried and true template. Here's the bill. Here's Bill and the doctor and their chemistry and go. Um, this has a little bit more complexity to it, which I appreciate. We get Nardle joining the crew proper. Um, a really clear thematic through line um, that's not only present in, like, the rhetoric that, like, the doctor preaches, but in how they, like, solve the problem. Um, there's consequences or a cost uh, for the doctor's actions um, in a way that, like, is rarely seen in this uh, show. Um, Bill continues, um, her actress, Pearl Mackie, continues to prove um, why she was cast in this show. Um, yeah, good, real good shit all around. Um, I don't know, S tier for me, it, it's very difficult to get there. I think off the top of my head, like, human nature and family of blood are like kind of my litmus test for that. Yeah. Um, which this isn't, I mean, I don't think nearly anything else in Doctor Who reaches that level, but, um, with that as a comparison, I would say this episode is easily um, A+. Plus. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a really solid, you know, 1F episode. It's, you know, if I had any sort of criticism, it would be that I don't think the, the side characters are as strong. Um, I, I think um, Bill and Nardle as a supporting cast are strong enough that it doesn't really matter, though. And I think the just the whole setting... Uh, and the, the themes of the episode are, are just really strong and really, wo really well woven together. And I think the direction is interesting and it, and it sort of lends itself into those themes well. And I think the way it ultimately resolves is, you know, it, it's creative and it's in keeping with the spirit of the episode. I think it's silly at times. I, I, I think we forgot to mention that the, the, the opening line, uh, space, the final frontier, <laughs> the Star Trek episode reference. Yeah, it's good. I would say it's like a, a 9.5. Yeah. So yeah, uh, next time we will be covering uh, episode 6, Extremis, and this will be very special. It will be the first post-Chibnall Back to the TARDIS episode, and we will probably all be talking about whatever the fuck happens at the end of the episode tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, just probably going apeshit over that and possibly apeshit over extremists too. Um, until then, uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at B2TardisPod. Um, you can support us on Patreon for a number of benefits, such as early access to episodes, the ability to listen in live to episodes being recorded, and potentially even the ability to guest star upon an episode of your choosing. Uh, I'm Jeff. You can follow me on Twitter at WheatleyDL uh, for all your various shit posts uh, about the uh, trash-looking Bloober Team Silent Hill 2 remake uh, and other stuff. Um, Nardol is a Vosh fan. You can follow me. <laughs> I, I'm just going to leave that there. It's true. Um, 
You can follow us um, on Twitter at Ahoraborealis uh, for more shitposting needs, occasional existential angst, and thirsting over hot Korean boys and girls. Um, K-pop. I don't just do that with anybody. That sounded really bad. Um, yes. Um, you can follow me at Himajoshi Chaser at twitter.com. And we will see you all next week. <laughs>